1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. Hey, I'm McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel, the Phoenix Sun Show.
0: This is Dave King, your host. I am taking over the host duties for the day as a special gift by ESPO. Thank you very much. Espo's always been our host. And and so if you thought there were big changes coming, well, there you are. These are the changes that are coming on the show. ESPO is our leader. Uh, so uh, sorry about that stumbly little entrance. I thought we were going to have the 30-second <laughs> countdown. It had been clicked on the stream yard, but it didn't play. So... Hey no so, worries everything's everything for going. letting
3: you produce Dave I see Yeah
0: yeah So uh welcome Espo, uh my partner in crime the guy who's been with me for 5 years we are partners forever I feel like for the rest of our lives we're going to be together as partners on this solar panel and I, I really appreciate I feel appreciate like you've you, said Espo. this
3: before in your in your life I I feel I feel like you've uh, you've said this before
0: Hey, man, every time I fall in love, I think it's forever. That's for sure. And this one, though, this one, this one is the one that's going to last forever. I really. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, For some reason, my lawyer just called into the show. Why is he calling into the
2: show?
3: Wait, he's my lawyer, too. What's going on here?
2: Okay, first of all, first of all, gentlemen, let's not argue over whose lawyers, whose lawyer here. Okay, I'm simply calling in like any. It's ra- nice to
0: see you though. Let's make sure everyone recognizes this is so says Jay Justin is the host of Fanning the Flames. Uh, he does the podcast on Bright Side of Somebody's. Also, we're lucky enough to have as a lawyer um, uh, in real life, and uh, he's done some legal help with both of us. So. Uh, what do you, what'd you call into the show for, Justin?
2: Um, I will. I will <laughs> I'm will. i calling into the show playing a lawyer just for the record, very clearly. And I'm calling into the show like any rational lawyer would do because I did get the alert that the show is going live. Was tuning in like I always do as I'm eating my you know, breakfast burrito like I would on any Saturday morning. And couldn't help but notice, Dave, it sounded to me like perhaps you didn't get word of this. I did get word that... There appear to be some divorce paperwork that came divorce paperwork that came over in relation to this show. And like I said, like any good lawyer would do, I figured the rational thing was to call in, let you know live on the air, so you guys can air that out, split up the property, split up the flaming ballers, whatever. Wait, 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 wait! What? 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 That's right. I told you what? to deliver these papers before the show, Justin. I feel like we're, we're, we're confusing people about how the legal process works right now. But you know what? Blame Paul. It's his fault. Okay?
3: Paul's, Paul's my accountant. He doesn't handle this stuff. <laughs> yeah, Paul's the
0: accountant. <laughs> what the hell? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that Espo is serving me divorce papers?
2: I think I am.
0: After yeah. five years together. Five years. I thought this was life. I thought this was life together.
3: I'm serving you papers. Let's let's see what's in the envelope.
2: There, oh, it's actually, like it's, a, it's a James it's a Dario on a shark, oh, but that'll I, work. It's, I thought that was same. James
0: Jones's index card. Is three by five of how he wants his. <laughs> so who's getting
2: that? Is that who who gets that piece of property? Uh, Do we can I send to this, this to Dave to if he wants.
3: He he can have that piece of property. All right, we're splitting things up, huh? Uh, we uh, are.
0: Apparently, we're splitting things up. Apparently, Espo. Is going on to bigger and better things that he's probably, you know, what as any person who's leaving a marriage, they just say little you know, rando things like, I've got a better opportunity, I feel like I've got a better future. Can but I interject is, really is, quickly, what happened to Saul? What the, are you doing with Saul? As, Espo, we brought the, Saul into this marriage as a third,
2: trying to spice
0: this thing up, <laughs> as trying this, to as this, spice this, it
2: up, and, and now are you leaving Can Saul? I be excused and go to my room while my parents fight?
0: yeah sure thank you thank you so much for letting us know justin i appreciate it i'm sorry
2: gentlemen that i had to break the news about your divorce to both of you on the air it's it's confusing (laughs) how you wouldn't have known about this but i'm happy that i was able to break it on the air so you can have some good content and flaming ballers guess what two podcasts two christmases look (laughs)
3: And Dave to be clear I'm not going on to bigger and better I'm going on to younger and pretty Oh, that you know, is what I'm going snap. on to so.
0: another <laughs> age joke oh man <laughs> well, you
3: expected it
0: you know I'm going what I'm going to have to do is get a new partner that is older than me so I can then be <laughs> the young one
3: would that be a first need
0: I could do it, yes, it would be, because actually what I could really do, and probably will do, is find someone younger and even better after the fact. So uh,
3: That doesn't take a yeah. whole lot uh, when you're when you're breaking up with me. So. Saul,
0: uh, Jim Rose is asking where Saul is. Saul has already planned their trip, and Espo has to leave because uh, they're going on vacation to celebrate their, their so union. Saul's in the chat, actually, which us. makes
3: it even better.
0: He is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, he's leaving uh, on a jet plane. Wow. All right. So anyway, um, yeah. So tell me, tell me what, what the hell is going on? I'm
3: leaving you with the name and the YouTube channel. You get, uh, you get the flaming ballers uh, in the chat. The chat you're, you're, you're allowed. I still get visitation rights. You guys can come (laughs) see me. Uh, But, but Dave has you in the chat here. Uh, Saul says lies. <laughs> well, that's how we all get here. you stole air, right? him.
0: <laughs> you came in to spice up the marriage, and then you stole him away. He was
3: just, he was just better on the mic than here. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh <laughs> hey, If we're going to play First this up. Snap. Now, look, uh, a, 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 an opportunity presented itself, uh, <laughs> and it's like you said, it's cliche. Cool. I don't
0: want to be here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like will be sending that tweet later. I'm in the uh I'm in the salon as we speak. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I, I as you said, it's cliche, but it's not you, it's me, Dave, and uh, by me, I mean I was offered an opportunity uh, that uh, I could not turn down. Uh, there is no hate except the fake hate that we came into the show with, and we will leave uh, with our uh, our Twitter beef, and we will always have. But uh, yeah, an opportunity on
0: different Twitter accounts.
3: Uh, <laughs> an opportunity presented itself uh, that it couldn't turn down, uh, and that is why the changes are happening. But we are here to, uh, you know, th- there's no hard feelings. I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here if there if there were. And uh, Dave, I know you will uh, on your con- part. I know you will continue to carry the torch uh, of the solar panel and do it proud. You'll do these flaming ballers proud. And look, you can do 58 minutes of statting people like you've always wanted to, which is a bonus for for not only well, you, but the flaming
0: That ballers. would only be for a late night show where people need actually some some reason to go to sleep. The karma statra. Yeah.
3: Karma statra. Dave can go 58 almost, uh, minutes of statue. statting you if you'd like. The so, comma look, I yeah, wish no. I could tell you what the 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 opportunity is. I really do, but my lawyer Justin advised me not to until uh, until certain <laughs> things are are through. But look, in in September, early September, you will all find out what uh, what that opportunity will be. As Justin mentioned, it is like you're going to get two Christmases. There's going to be uh, a, a, some new content that you'll be able to experience i am not stopping talking about the sons unless there's some restraining order that is slapped on me by somebody at some point which could happen you never know but i will uh i will still be around as will saul it'll just be a, a little different so uh and and i will still say ahoy hoy to the detriment of my own uh
0: of my own career and those around me so yeah look, those like it, C. Buckstabar is like your typical teenager who wasn't paying attention to when the when the parents sat the kids around the table and, and gave the announcement that they're getting a divorce. And then five minutes later he wakes up, he looks at looks up from his phone and says, What's going on?
3: You guys are what?
0: I don't know what's going on.
3: Uh, what? Blaze, no, this is not a joke. This is not some really bad elaborate joke for your Saturday because we're killing time <laughs> in an off season. No, uh, but look,
0: no. I, I suppose es- off to find younger and better. And so am I. So, you know that, what? Sometimes, sometimes the marriage gets stale and you got to go, got to go find the someone yeah. who's more fit.
3: That's I cool. mean, we thought Saul would, would change that, but it, it, it didn't. So, but no, look, I, I appreciate everyone. I hope you'll check out the new, uh, the new thing as well and, and stay loyal to dave because i know he's got plenty of uh of good things up his sleeve as well look dave look man
0: i'm old i got all the same shit up my sleeve i've always had <laughs> it's just been good enough for you guys for now so stay with me
3: yeah well and look i will uh <laughs> i will i'll be around <laughs> too so yeah maybe i'll stop by and say hi to uh to all their <laughs> friends from time to time but look uh it is not goodbye it's just mommy hey,
0: and daddy will still be friends right. Oh, I, we can be in the same room together,
3: Dave. We were never friends. We were just, you know. Let's let's not lie. Well, to for the home. kids' sake. <laughs> for the no, Dave, For the ballers' I, will, sake. I will say this, and I I don't say this jokingly, Dave. It has been an honor and a pleasure to be alongside you for uh for five years and millions of age jokes and uh, look, I it's not it it wasn't easy, uh you know, but I am uh. I'm excited to see what you're able to do with, with this and, uh, and excited to see what, what the future holds. So yeah, just, uh, we'll uh, we'll be, we'll be back at some point, be around uh, in early September. Keep an eye out for it. Dave will keep uh, giving you everything that you need here as well. And, uh, and we, (laughs) somebody in the chat goes uh, is Espo moving in with Tim in Florida. No, I have, <laughs> I have not. I don't think it's good for the health these days to to move anywhere in Florida. And I've I, I lived with Tim in a hotel room in Vegas for two days and that was enough. All right. So uh so yeah, but uh yeah, keep an eye out, we'll be around and uh Dave as always. Jim Rose
0: Ed, Circus asks, uh, what's gonna happen to Manscaped? I don't know. I gotta decide if I can read those ads online. Dave, uh, I haven't reached it, out to them yet.
3: Hey, if you don't want your balls to look like Dave's chin, go to manscape.com Use the code flaming ballers <laughs> for 20% off every shit. Hey, okay? get it in one last one time. Last That's what agree. she said. Uh, <laughs> so thanks no, for the last look,
0: quickie on the way out Espo. You're,
3: you're welcome you're welcome dave do you want to stat me one last time or do you not have one of those no,
0: i'm gonna leave that for all my right. ballers
3: all right yeah sure. why don't well, you
0: get the hell out of here
3: i will dave it's been an honor and a pleasure if you need anything i'm always around flaming ballers Uh love you guys and we'll see you soon
0: we are here this is the new solar panel no uh darth voida john Boyda is just a guest John is still running the sun's jam.
1: You can hear me. Okay.
0: Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. John, uh, John is still running the uh, uh, sun's jam session podcast. You can still get that over with Matt, Matthew Lissy. They're great friends of the pod. Um, John is just joining me for the rest of this episode. What I'll be doing going forward ballers. No, it's not going to be solar jam anymore. That was only post games through the playoffs. Uh, What's, Uh, what's going on is I'm going to be bringing in big name guests, uh, little name guests, big name guests, guests of all names. And then eventually I'll settle, settle on a co-host or two. I'm curious what you guys think in the, in the baller section. Do you think that we should, uh, be, have two people on the show or three people on the show? Sometimes I feel like three's a lot, certainly on those podcasts on, on the post games, yeah, up to five at a time. That's a lot to manage. Five
1: five was a lot. There was a lot going on in those post game shows.
0: Yeah. And those are best as a post game thing, but I'm not sure if they're best as a Saturday morning thing. So I am looking for, uh, for some feedback on whether you guys think I should get one co host or two. But for uh, going forward, you're going to be seeing me every Saturday and uh, midweek uh, audio onlys as well running the show this wasn't rocket science to figure out um as much credit as i always gave those guys to produce these shows uh it didn't take a whole lot to set it up for myself so i hope it's all right i only knocked my camera out of socket once so i think we're good it's this is this is totally easy um so darth voida thank you for joining me today as a guest thank you dave for having me
1: it's 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 weird i mean to go on right after espo it's like who was after carson Jay Leno. Like,
0: well, you're just a guest. I mean, don't don't get your head too big.
1: Yeah, but Jay 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 Leno started as a guest, you know, and I don't know what's (laughs) going to happen, but I'm just saying, you know,
0: hey. Oh, he's laying the groundwork. Uh, Well, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of people. I don't know if you're young enough for my next, you know, when you're you're rebounding off of a divorce.
1: Espo and I are the same age, so just don't get any ideas, Dave.
0: Uh, yeah, I won't actually then. So yeah. What's Timmy up to? Um, Tim is off living his life in Florida. So I don't know that he wants to join us. Um, but I may have him on as a guest one, one day. Although Espo was the one who always carried our show. So I guess I got to step up now. All right. Uh, so we are actually now going to transition into actual sons talk. Let's make this a regular show. We're going to talk about all the latest uh, that's happened with the Phoenix Suns and talk about what things that has not happened with the Phoenix Suns yet that we really shunge, that we really wish would happen. Uh, So first question I have for you that we need to talk through, Voida, is has Jalen Smith now suddenly grown, developed himself, grown himself into Being a rotation player for the Suns. Now, let me set this up for a second before you answer. Um, Sticks has put up three double doubles in three summer league games. He looks like and, And that's always with another center playing next to him. So it's not like, you know, this is this is comparable to Jay Crowder playing power forward next to DeAndre Ayton and Crowder averaged four or five rebounds. So so. He's got a nose for the ball. Sticks does have a nose for the ball on def- on, on, on rebounding. Um, he looks a little bit like a giraffe on offense, uh, and he certainly shoots like he's using his forepaws uh, sometimes in around the around the basket. But he made four out of seven threes on Friday night, and he's his, his best double-double. And he's 12 and 15, 15 and 12, and then 21 and 11. So really, really good. Do you think that Jalen Smith, is worthy of playing that big swing forward next to Aiden because that's that's obviously what they want.
1: Well, let me start by saying this, Dave. I gotta teach you how to be a, a gracious host.
0: How you doing?
1: How you been? Last time we potted together was at the you know game six of the NBA finals. So I just want to check in on you. How you doing spiritually, physically, emotionally, metaphorically? And it's been a ride since then, since we've actually had a talk on a podcast. So before we go down the Jalen Smith sticks lane, let's just see how you doing, Bud. You know, you
0: there's you, this. The, you don't this, actually this, care how I'm doing. Of course, Stop. I care how you are, Stop. Dave. I text you, you all the time. You didn't, you didn't ask me any other time. You're suddenly ask, asking me now.
1: I ask <laughs> you all the time. I text you. I'm like, is everything okay? And you just don't respond. I see the three little dots. <laughs> the three little dots. The three and little then little they dots, disappear. And then nothing. So just make sure you're
0: okay. <laughs> That's because you have an iPhone. Shit. Exactly. let supposed to be able to see my three little <laughs> dots. Um. Hey. So that. Uh, so good question. Thank you. Uh. The, what really, really happened is that last Friday night, you guys, uh, ballers, you realized we did not have a show last Saturday morning. Last Friday night, Saul and Espo go. Hey you got a couple of minutes uh, to talk? And I said, sure. And that's when they laid it on me, what you guys heard this morning that they're going off to do something new. Um, and I needed a little, I needed a few days to figure out what I was going to do next. I needed to, I didn't, I wasn't ready to host my own show that next morning for sure. Cause those guys had always done the, all, always done the hosting. Uh, but then I started realizing, you know what? I really like this. I really like podcasting. I really like talking to the ballers every Saturday morning. Uh, you guys are great and I don't mind starting from scratch because I got to build up a whole new podcast feed on the audio side. I got to build up a whole new Twitter account on the Twitter side and I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited because I don't want to stop talking about the suns. I have a lot to say. I write about the suns all week on BrightSideOfTheSun.com. John Boyd is a partner of mine on that, on the, on the blog. And, um, we both write about the suns all week, and we talk about them. So I'm like you, man. if you if Matthew left you, you would keep going, right?
1: Of course, not. I love you, Matthew. And I know you're probably watching. we're not we're not splitting up. This isn't anything. But same thing, you know, we have a passion for the Phoenix Suns. you know, some say if, for the past decade, people have said it's an unhealthy passion, but now that they're winning, all of a sudden, it's like acceptable in society, which is fantastic. But yeah, I mean, we we live and breathe the suns, and, you know, kudos to you on continuing the solar panel and and bringing that fire that you're always going to bring. I know that the Flaming Ballers, myself being one of them, is very excited that you're going to continue. And, you know, thank you for having me on as one of your first guests. Uh, and, yeah, let's get into some Suns talk. I mean, that's what it, it might not be the regular season, but it's still there's so much going on, you know, relative to, to the Summer League and free agency and, you know, trademark and what's out there. So, you know, I think it's really fun to to, to sit down with you. It's It's different for me. Cause I'm used to going live like after games or late nights or, or just evenings. So yeah. I, you know, I had to wake up this morning and have a red bull mornings. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday morning. This is weird. This is tough. Coffee. You know, I got a, I got a red bull. I haven't had a time to, let, to get my makeup on, you know, the makeup artist doesn't arrive till five <laughs> o'clock at night. So it's, it's a little awkward for me, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, let, let, us talk about sticks. Let's definitely talk about him. I think that he's uh do you know that he's currently the 11th all time in sun summer league history with 16 points per game? And he's number one all time in Suns history with 12.7 rebounds per game, so he is definitely putting together a nice little resume for Suns fans to to look at. You know, he's number three all time in Suns summer league history with 14.7 field goal attempts per game, and that's what we want. You know, it, it's tough to interpret the what you see in summer league truly because of the level of competition. Because there's a lot, it's very guard centric, and there's a lot of isolation ball. Uh, So big men don't necessarily get the true look of of how they're going to play or the opportunities they're going to get in the regular season. But you're seeing him take the shots. You're seeing him display the athleticism, display the motor that we all want from him. And, you know, it's it's not necessarily what those field goal percentages are, although we'll reference those. And because they fit our narrative, you know, he's shooting, what, 38 percent from three where he shot 23.5% from three last season and 32.3% from three at Maryland. So he's never been really a good three-point shooter, but based on his performance on Friday or Thursday
0: 37% night. 37% as as in his final year, his second it, year in Maryland.
1: Yeah, he, imp- he improved. And then obviously mm. last year, it's like a very, very small sample size. I think he shot a total of, what, uh, 17 threes? I was, so, was going
0: to say four. Okay, 17. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he, was, he was like five
1: for 17 or something. And again, it's in yeah. garbage time, so it doesn't really matter. So trying to interpret the Summer League is something that's fun for Suns fans because we know it very well. We've done it over the past few years. But I think that, you know, the the way that he's been performing and and don't get me wrong, like if you read what I write on Brightside, I'm typically a little critical of him because like I just I am of Summer League players, you know, it's hard to interpret. But I'm liking what I see offensively. It uh,
0: you know, it's good saying, to be critical of summer league. You you I have mean, to be Marcus Banks had one of the greatest yes. summer league experiences in 42 history. points. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, so I I think Marco that,
0: Bellinelli was supposed to be Steph Curry before Steph Curry.
1: Yes, and then the and then the NBA happens. And uh, and all you're looking for in these summer league games is you know, kind of what uh head coach Brian Randall referenced when he was doing a presser before the summer league began is they're just looking for high energy. They're looking for him to, you know, continually play and put forth the effort. The quality of shots is something I'm looking for. If he can get himself into a quality shot, you know, if he makes it or misses it, I don't really don't care. I just want to see that he has the physical tools necessary to get to those spots because practice and repetitions will assist in having those shots go down but having some of the fundamental skills are what you're going to need to get to those spots when you're playing in the, in the league.
0: Yeah, I've got, I've got a little bit different take than that. Um, I think if you don't look Deandre Aiden, we are spoiled. By his ability to finish around the rim in traffic, we call him soft, and he does avoid like heavy contact. He's not like a Mari Stoudemire. Okay, so there's, you've got way up here. You've got a Mari Stoudemire's ability to dunk in traffic.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Then you've got DeAndre Ayton's ability to finish in traffic. Then you have most other guys way down here, way down um, that are not very good if there's any traffic at all around them. Uh, Jalen Smith yes he gets himself to the right spots he offensive rebounds like crazy he had eight offensive rebounds in one game earlier this summer league but he when he puts it back up it's like kind of a flail job and I'm not Mm -hmm. sure that that really can be taught I think that's more innate than anything so I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure that that's um something he can get better at. However, putting the next shot attempt back up is important. So then your teammate can then do the put back from that. So keeping the ball alive, uh, Rick Johnson earlier, I don't, I don't know if I shared it, but um, he was saying, if if there was one more rebounder on the floor next to Aiden in the finals, that could have helped. And true. I think that, um, I think that could have helped for sure. And yeah, here we go. Let me share that Rick Johnson. Yeah. So it would have been nice to have somebody backing up DA. Now, what they're doing in in summer league is they're actively trying to see how Jalen Smith works as a power forward, even though Mm -hmm. he's more naturally um, predisposed to be a center. He can protect the rim. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have the sand in the bucket to defend in the post. If someone's banging in the post, I'd rather see heck. I'd rather see Chris Paul down there as short as he is. Cause he's got a little bit more sand in his bucket sticks has nothing. He's got an empty bucket. His he's, he's got to grow into that. He's, he's literally the giraffe legs. Um, now giraffes are pretty freaking strong, but, uh, they don't have a low center of gravity and that's, that's my worry there. So you still need somebody to defend the post against a tough guy, but, Weak side um, help can be very nice, and uh, definitely just flying around and and his constant energy is very very helpful. So, what do you think about him being able to play next to Aiden, or do you think he should be a backup to Aiden?
1: I think he'll end up being a backup. I think that you know, again, he's you're looking for the benchmarks to see how he performs when those benchmarks present themselves. And summer league's a benchmark, and he is performing well. So it's like, all right, sweet. Now, now we got to kind of see you know, the next benchmark is how he performs in the preseason. And when that occurs and you can you can start to mess a little bit with rotations, knowing that the preseason isn't where you show all, you know, your entire hand. But I think that if he continues to hit these benchmarks and showcase that he has the ability to, to do what you need him to do, you know, he's, he's a solid three and D guy. Now that he's hitting these threes, all of a sudden he can play a little defense. He can rebound. I can definitely see the sun start to mix in some, some diff- different lineups. And versatility, and that's what, you know, you need all 15 guys on the roster to be successful. The Suns proved that last year. You look at some other teams, and they weren't successful because they were a little too top-heavy. I think the Suns did a really good job last year of filling out the bottom half of the roster. If Jalen Smith Mm -hmm. is part of that bottom half of the roster and he's productive, you know, that gives nights off if needed. That helps uh, spell any injury that could occur And if he's, you know, seeing him next to DeAndre Ayton for five minutes a game in little spurts is something that I think the Suns could explore, knowing that it does just that. It gives you secondary rebounding. uh, It gives you somebody who can be down on the block next to Ayton or can or spread the floor and allow Ayton to kind of develop his game. Because that's the other side of the Suns that's going to be exciting this upcoming season is DeAndre Ayton, Mikkel Bridges, Cam Johnson, all these guys like they're going to take another step, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Growth-wise, they're going to be more talented. They have a little bit of experience. They have a lot more confidence now, seeing as they've been to the NBA Finals. So you put that together with Jalen Smith plugging in some of the gaps and he, allowing him to develop his confidence. And this team's going to be really fun and exciting to
0: watch. So uh, Perplex jam Damage put um, made a donation. Thank you so much, Perplex. I really appreciate that. we am going to have to figure out how to get money out of this YouTube thing. <laughs> I've never seen a dime off of it. I think Espo always kept it for himself, but <clears throat> but anyway, thank you so much for that donation. I'll figure out where it goes. Um, did I not tell last year that Luca Luca Garza? I think it's Luca Garza. It's Luca. Yeah, would be a good role player, um, and also Jake Weisskamp as shooting guard. Um, I look. Let's talk for a second about should you take things from summer league as gold and i'm not sure that you should uh, uh, what do you get out of summer league
1: it's just you know one it's uh it's basketball so i just enjoy watching basketball i, I really enjoy watching you know the people like luca garza the the draft guys the you know you want to see if all of the hype actually comes to fruition knowing that none of it counts like it counts less than preseason because for some of the reasons i mentioned earlier you know it's like some of these guys are out there They're playing overseas. There's an opportunity to put some film together. So they're going to, the guards are going to run a lot of ISO ball. So, and they're going to miss a lot too. So Jalen Smith, Garza, you know, they're going to get a lot of rebounds because there's a lot of misses. So you you can't sit there and say, you know what, this is what is going to translate to the NBA. Again, I'm looking for just some of those fundamental things, you know, like uh, Devin Booker, when he played, he was fun to watch because you could see that fundamental jump shot was fire yeah. and you're like this is something that can translate because it's a it's a pure jumper you know some of these guys they'll end with a nice stat line where they have 18 points but they shot the ball 18 times and they were a lot of very unathletic kind of throw ups and they you know uh, uh, throw it up to the rim or get fouled and get some points at the line so you can't take too much into it you're just looking to see Jalen Smith is a great example you're looking to see if that guy is athletically the best guy on the court and with Jalen Smith I've seen that You know, as and we got it, maybe his nickname should be the giraffe because you've referenced him as a giraffe like three times now. And like now, it's like (laughs) now I'm starting to buy into that narrative. Like he is kind of giraffe like when he's down there on the block. He's just kind of throwing up one of those, you know, he there was a, I think it was game two, there's an air ball and he was right under the basket. He tried to throw it up and it was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. And it it looked like a giraffe had shot it. But I think that that's what I'm really looking for is just to see if the guys that you have faith in or or that you hope that are going to perform well athletically look like the best guys on the court or if they're just average Joes, amongst, a bunch a bunch amidst a bunch of average Joes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is, is look, I, I hope for Luke Garza's sake that he does turn out to be a really good player. I don't even know who's playing for, but yes, you did say last year he could be a good player um, <clears throat> perplex. And I appreciate the the reminder on that. We'll see how it works out. I just don't necessarily uh, want to take summer league as, as gold. That's all. Um, so now let's go, let's go, let's talk about the other player that the Suns are trying to feature, but not as much as Mm sticks. Like the, the summer league roster is all about sticks. Okay. Totally is. He's game playing the most minutes. He played 35 minutes in Thursday's game. There's only 40 minutes in a a summer league game. He played 35. Um, then you've got, uh, they've got a random people. The rest of the roster is random brandos, but the other dude is Tyshawn Alexander. He was on a two-way with the Suns last year. Um, He played, he was on, you saw him on the bench more than anything, dressed in street clothes, Uh, but he is a six, four, six, five um, shooting guard, three and D kind of guy. He he made 40% of his threes in college at the shorter line. Um, he, He does project as being kind of like a, I don't know if you, uh, For if people are pining for a Josh Hart type player, Mm -hmm. um, who's basically six four six five combo guard who can defend, he's got a little bit of a little bit of heft to him, he's a little thicker, so he can take on bigger wings. That's supposedly Tyshawn Alexander. However, for him to make it in the league, I think he needs to stand out from these other Euro players. Otherwise, he's just going to end up being a European, you know, going over to Europe to play. What have you seen? from Tyshawn Alexander this week?
1: I've really enjoyed watching him play. I mean, he's somebody who has confidence and the confidence you should have after you've been on a team for a year, you've backed up Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you've learned from them. Uh, He comes out and, you know, it's interesting that Brian Randall hasn't started him I think, you know, yeah, I think a lot weird. of us are kind of, mm-hmm. you know, but I also I made this point on the Suns Jam Session podcast where I think that one of the reasons that might be is because they're trying to limit some of his minutes. Because if he's out there starting and he's putting up huge numbers, like another team's going to snack him, snag him up as soon as they can, snack, I think him, up. snack him up, eat him right up. And I don't blame <laughs> him. You know, I mean, he's he's a talented kid. I mean, the thing you have to remember about Tyshawn Alexander is although he was undrafted last season coming out of Creighton. He was the best player on the team that ended with the seventh best, or they're the seventh seed in the country. I mean, Creighton was looking good; they were number one in the Big East. They were looking forward to the NCAA tournament, and then COVID happened. And I got to ask you, like, do you think COVID and no NCAA attorney hurt his draft stock overall?
0: Uh, you know, who knows, right? Because really, I thought it was really interesting last year's draft because nobody's um, draft stock was unduly influenced by. The uh, March Madness, because you've always got some players, you got some players like John Moran, for example, mm-hmm. that was March Madness was great for because then as the pro season championships happened, you know, each each conference and then March Madness happened a year ago. All of a sudden, John Moran, people are like, holy crap, this guy from this little college is really, really good. And he is really, really good. Somebody would have gotten lucky on him later in the draft if there wasn't a March it, Madness. Could have been the ago. Suns yeah well let's uh, don't don't start throwing out the woulda could now. we true. already have a hard enough time with tyrese halliburton yes um, so but we also we being the collective sun's draft twitter uh, wanted jared culver bingo i was gonna Cam bring up his Jonathan. name so let's remember that maybe we don't always know the future uh before it happens so but anyway back to um with your question of does March Madness make a difference? It sure does to guys players uh, draft stock for sure. Didn't hurt DeAndre Aiden. He lost in the first round to Buffalo, uh, but it definitely helped John Morant a year ago. Because So would the draft order have been different without, you know, if there was a March Madness this past year? Probably. Um, but the players are the players. And I don't know of any, oh, De'Aaron Fox is another great example mm-hmm. of a guy who had a super great March Madness a couple of few years ago and then got drafted in the top five because of that and may have actually found extra confidence from having played so well in March madness to make him a better pro. So who knows? That's it's definitely been a weird couple of years because of the pandemic for sure.
1: And I think um, with so, Ty, Sean. I think it, ahead. I think it hurt him. You know, I th- he's somebody who he wasn't going to be a first round yeah. lottery pick, but he would have been drafted by a team if Creighton had won a couple games. Cause you know, again, Creighton's one of the schools, although they're in the big East they're a team that not a lot of people talk about. I mean, their their best player of all time is Doug McDermott, you know? So it's like, it's not one of those perennial uh, blue chip, Kansas, Kentucky, U of A. It's not one of those schools where you get automatic exposure simply by just putting on the jersey. So you have to put a little bit of a tournament run. And somebody like Tyshawn Alexander, who had a very good college career with the Blue Jays, his draft stock falls off. You know, he declares as a junior, he comes out, doesn't get drafted. The Suns bring him in. You know, he's real low on, you know, it's a two-way contract. He's low on the uh, the roster, but at the same time, he's learning. He's learning from quality. qual You know, two all-stars are ahead of him, and that's who he's learning from. And he talked about that prior to summer league starting is how, you know, he understands this offense, and it's, it's really been fun watching him run a lot of the Devin Booker plays. He's doing a lot of the high handoffs into, you know, 19 foot jumpers and he's stroking and he's, and and he's knocking them down. You know, you look at how he's played. He's got 11.3 points per game in uh, 20 minutes thus far in the summer league. You know, it's very productive basketball that he's been playing.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he looks better than the Euro guys on his team. So if he does end up not making it in the NBA, he'll do really well in Europe. If these are the kind of guys, a couple of them have won like MVPs in their, in their little leagues. Yep. PJ Tucker is a great example from way back. Um, he had been uh, MVP of his, his team, uh, his, of his league, first team Bamberg in Germany before he joined the Suns for summer league as, as an add on as a late ad. And Dan Marley fell in love with him. Who was the Suns summer league coach that that year and assistant coach on the staff. And he coached the summer league team, kind of like Brian Randall's doing this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And he loved uh, P.J. Tucker, and they signed P.J. Tucker. And look, he's had a 10-year career since. So good for P.J. But anyway, back to Tyshawn. I'm not sure he's that much better than those guys, though. And the Suns' guard depth is Mm -hmm. So hopefully he's showcasing himself. Like you're saying they're not starting him. So he's not totally being able to be showcased to the rest of the league. Maybe they are trying to stash him on a two way again. Yeah. Uh, But there's really no room at the end. uh, Now that they've, they've um, uh, added Landry Shamit and Alfred Payton, Mm -hmm. who apparently CP three reached out to, to, to take the minimum to be the third point guard on the sun. So, you know, what? we may not have great memories of Alfred Payton, but uh, certainly, if CP3 wants him, then he must be he must be at least okay. Why
1: don't we have great memories of Alfred Payton? Like he was only here for a few games. He dropped a couple triple because doubles. Because
0: the Suns were one and eighteen.
3: True. And yeah.
0: by the end, even even <laughs> we were like, uh, do we have to see him again? And then uh he's been on the Knicks it was, the last two years. It was the guess hair. what? There was a there was a celebration post on on posting that. and toasting um that finally alfred payton won't be back they but the uh, reason so-
1: they didn't like alfred payton is because they wanted derrick rose to start so much because i remember i do the SB yeah, nation yeah. says on uh, on our pod like after the games and that was the number one thing i noticed whenever we played the knicks they were just pissed that it wasn't derrick rose and i think that yeah we were one eighteen during that run but the you know one of the things that we had a challenge with leading up to that forever and we did for a little bit afterwards was we didn't have a point guard and he at least provided some semblance of a point guard. I remember just being frustrated yeah. with, with the rest of the lineup at the time. You know, that's with, if I remember correctly, you know, Marquis Chris, Dragon Bender, and Alex Len, like none of them were doing anything that we wanted them to do. Couldn't play defense, couldn't shoot. You know, so I never truly yeah. faulted Alfred Payton. He's somebody I like, but not in the starting role. So seeing him come back, and I know I'm totally going on a tangent here, but seeing him come back as the third backup to the point guard, I think that's without the hair signing. So yeah, without, without the hair. And and I just I think it's a really smart signing. Yeah,
0: well, as a third point guard, uh, for sure. Yes. Because you know what, when the Suns were stuck playing Etwan Moore as the uh, as as a point guard at times, there was there was a few games that campaign missed because of an ankle. There was two games only that Chris Paul missed, uh, and then of course there was a couple of playoff games that Chris mm-hmm. Paul missed as well. And Etuan Moore was the only option to back up, you know, be that third point guard.
1: And um, not a distributor.
0: And look, he, uh, what Monty liked is he didn't turn the ball over. Sure, okay, he didn't make any passes either. But he didn't turn the yeah. ball over, so that was good. <laughs> um, so at least Alfred Payton can pass. So um, as a third point guard, he's a bonus. As a starter, he's not. But as a fill-in, maybe he's worth having. So, And they resurrected the career of campaign. So it's possible Mm -hmm. that Monty knows how to how to be a point guard whisperer. Who knows? Uh, But it's it's okay. Um, Yeah, Alfred uh, Blaze says Alfred and Jay Crowder had non court push pushing match. Well, I think Jay Crowder gets into pushing matches with a lot of players. Well, didn't uh, you actually? Jay Crowder had had a thing against Devin Booker. Yes. Uh, 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 until he joined the team, and that was never an issue. So that's not going to be an issue as far as the pushing, but that, that that definitely just shows that they're both a little. They've got some heat to their game. That's do you have? Sure. Do,
1: you, do you have Netflix, Dave? Can I call you David? You should be David King for moving forward Why? now that because like the solar panel, it's like it's getting. No, a I'm crazy. only David
0: if I'm in trouble.
1: <laughs> okay, so Dave, there's there's <laughs> a new doc on Netflix called uh, the, It's all about the malice in the palace. And one oh, of the I things, haven't
0: seen it yet. I it's want good. To
1: see it. It's good. I watched it last night. And one of the things, you know, kind of to reference what Blaze Megatron said, one of the things that they talked about with Jermaine O'Neal and Ben Wallace, and that's what, you know, kind of Ben Wallace through through the first uh, push and everything. He's like, what the fans don't realize is a lot of us are really friends. Like, yeah, you're going to get into little ruckuses on the court, but it's not going to translate outside of, you know, on the court. It's out, outside the lines. They're fine. So when you have Frank Kaminsky and JaVale McGee getting into it, Devin Booker, and jay crowder alfred payton and jay Crowder. it's not something i ever really worry about it's when you start start to yeah. like kendall jenner in there and you talk about blake griffin devin booker i worry about those things
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah those <laughs> are like Tristan those Thompson are the relationships <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> precisely precisely yeah yeah, no, that's, that's, that's good. So as, as a third point guard and yes, as hello reminds us, we always thought his hair was blocking his own shot because he couldn't see. Yes, we So did. he doesn't have that issue, although he's no better shooter than he ever was before. So that didn't turn out to be the problem. Uh, he's just still a bad shooter, but I saw, I also saw a stat somebody shared. I think it was Zen Varlock on mm-hmm. Twitter. I'm pretty sure shared that, um, you know, one thing that was, dramatically missing from the sun's shot attempts was shots at the rim this past year. And primarily CP three and campaign less than 20% of their shots come in the paint or within three feet of the rim, you know, really close to the rim. Alfred Payton, because he cannot shoot and he's a little bit bigger does get to the rim at least. And he, uh, and he shoots 55, 60%, just like those guys do. But 41% of his shots Come close to the rim. So Alfred Payton is going to be a good driving kick point guard. Again, he's no savior. Again, we're going to hope he doesn't play that much. But when he does play, it won't be the worst thing in the world.
1: No, a hundred percent agree.
0: All right. So uh let's let's move on. So we talked about six. We talked about Tyshawn. Do you have any other summer league observations besides the ones we talked about of, of don't whatever you see in summer league never doesn't leave summer league?
1: I, I do. I got a couple here for you. So yeah. one, uh you know, I know that in James Jones we trust, but like too many Smiths and too many Alexanders on this Summer League team. Like come on, James, you got to help us out. You got to help the announcers out. That first game was brutal. <laughs> Mark Mark Jones calling uh, uh Jalen Smith. Yeah. Alexander. I mean it's just it gets confusing at times and I, I I get that a lot of these names you're not going to remember any of these names truthfully. But when the, But seriously, like, two Smiths and two Alexanders. Yeah, like like the two guys, two guys were there to watch, a Smith and an Alexander. We get not only two of them, but one is also named Jalen Smith. So it's just you know that's just a, an observation. You know, James. So Jeff
0: Bauer left the front office, right? You heard this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, a couple yes. weeks ago, he he quietly moved on, kind of like mm-hmm. Espo's quietly moving on from Solar Panel. Um, my question is, did he get fired because he put this roster together for summer league, or did he? Or did <laughs> they only cobble together this roster because he didn't do one, and they were scrambling at the last second? What's, what's Jeff I'm Bauer's go role? You think so?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he was probably in charge of the of the summer league roster. He quits or or <laughs> moves on, and then yeah, James Jones is just like, I'm just going to grab a bunch of guys from Europe in the G League, and I don't care. And then they show up, and he and he didn't care that they all had Alexander or Smith as their last name. But it's actually quite comical, like watching this team play and trying to determine. You know, who's Monty who and,
0: said, "You got to get you got to get Alexander and Smith on the team." Yes. And then whoever was putting a team together found another Alexander and Alexander found a another- Smith, and then they go, oh. They yeah, might the- have even said, what's Smith? Jalen Smith. Oh, uh, Yeah, okay, oh. I'll get you one. Man, it took him <laughs> forever to find a Jalen Smith overseas. And then he realized what was going on. So I can just see the guy putting together the Summer League roster might have been a little out of touch.
1: Yeah, that guy needs to leave with Jeff Bauer. Cause I mean, it's seriously, it's, <laughs> it's been, it's, pretty, it's just, been let's, annoying. Let's just
0: pin it on Jeff Bauer. Let's just yes, say it's it all Jeff.
1: Jeff Bauer's fault that it's all Alexander and it's all Smith's playing for the summer Suns. So, you know, that's, that's one of my observations. Another one is this draft class was nice. You know, watching Cade Cunningham, watching Jalen green, they've been really fun to watch, you know, the future of the NBA is bright and I'm looking forward to seeing how both of those guys play, especially Cade Cunningham. You know, the Pistons are a team that are in the other conference. They're rebuilding. They're the team that got Luca Garza, uh, they had Killian Hayes last year, who's a, a draft pick that I liked. So it's it's fun to watch, and you know, again, that's the fun of summer league is is your first exposure to these guys. And again, you don't know how it's going to translate, but seeing them play against each other and go back and forth, I mean, that's been really fun. And then Obi Toppin's my big one. Uh, I was a huge fan of his coming out of the draft. You know, I knew he wouldn't yeah, drop to ten were. for Phoenix. God, you guys, oh, I, I loved Obi sure Toppin.
0: You, your knees were scratched after a while there. <laughs> a little. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Manscaped, uh, but he went eight to the <laughs> he went eight to the Knicks, you know, and he's put up twenty three and a half points and nine point two boards, and he's dominating the paint versus chucking threes is what is he. Win. The, That's is
0: what, he the is he the quad a kind of tip? Uh, trip, you know, the guy who's always going to be great in a summer league type setting, most likely in the NBA. He's we'll the see. Marcus Banks. We'll see, but I, I think, think he that, was. I think he was underused. I don't think he. I I I don't know who decided. Obi Toppin should be coached by Tom Thibodeau. I don't understand that at all. That was a bad, that was bad communication between the front office and the coach. Um, Obi Toppin, uh, cause the, his worst thing about Obi Toppin is that he's worse on defense than, uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Smith, I think. Oh yeah. As far as, you know, sliding his feet and all that. And, um, there was no way he was going to play for Tom Thibodeau. Uh, so maybe, maybe he'll have earned, uh, Thibodeau's, um, trust for this next year so i think obi Toppin can be a good player but he was not put in a great situation
1: well exactly then you're behind uh julius randall who all of a sudden goes like all nba on everybody so it's it's not indicative of his growth i don't think that's a good fit i don't know what's a good fit i'm not saying like the suns need a trade for obi Toppin because to your point i love defense and what defined this team last year was defense mm. and seeing sticks play better defense and 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 rebound Is something that is like okay. That's why he will be able to get minutes on this team because he's not a liability on defense. Now he's still got a long way to go. You know, one of the I I we've circled back to the sticks conversation, but like one thing that I've noticed, and now you guys can watch this too, is he's a hands down defender. When you've got a seven foot two wingspan, throw those big mitts up, boy. I get it. Like you're afraid to have guards rip through you, uh, and and I'm sure that coming through the AAU circuit, it's happened to. Well, what,
0: what Aiden always says, DeAndre Aiden who's gotten really good at not drawing fouls yeah. and, and avoiding the whip rip throughs is show your hands. Mm-hmm. The problem that a lot of these defenders have is not only the hands down, like you just said, uh, hands at your sides. Cause I don't know what's you can't defend with your hands at your sides. Um, so that's a problem. But when you do get your hands out, don't get them into the Jersey of the yes. offensive player, because that's what they do the rip through for. So if you see Aiden out there, he's always got his hands showing, more than anything else on his body and that's how he doesn't get foul calls. Uh he keeps them vertical on and he was defending the rim, but also just keep him out and don't mm-hmm. put him on the other guy's body because then the other guy's gonna draw a foul with that. Cause you know what we don't notice is is that you also when you get your arms down in that area, the offensive player hooks you and mm-hmm. then draws the foul by making it look like you're the one who's holding them back. When if you put it in slow motion, they hooked you. Yep on their way by James Harden is the best at that.
1: Oh yeah. And, and hopefully that rule change that they've all talked about yet have yet to see in summer league actually enacted is uh, something that's going to negate some of that hooking and, you know, creating the contact from the offensive player to the defensive player. And to your point on the hands, you know, another thing is you don't put your hands out and forward either. You're not out there. Cause that's right. how you get them stuck out up out and even side. back a little bit, because I'm yep. getting, yep. you're creating this huge bubble saying, you know, even if it's, if it's, not truly stopping the the opposition it's creating a visual deterrent and sticks is huge and that's the one you know one of the little things that i've noticed with him is he needs to really make sure that he he's just putting those hands sticks. up and out uh i don't know how i went from obi obi topping back to sticks but uh you know i see uh hello says in the chat he's like you don't think he's getting traded obi Toppin? i think with performances like this could get traded i really do think that the knicks they have uh, that's a good asset talking about sticks I think we were talking about Obi when he when he typed that, um, but I really think that in time Obi probably could get traded. So I don't think the Suns will any in any way, shape, or form make a run for him. You know they've that, already got sticks. So yeah, they don't really need exactly. That. You have that player, mm-hmm. but that was one of my yeah. observations in summer league. I just I like how Obi's playing. But you know, rounding out other observations, going back to the Suns, I think one of the my my favorite things about the summer league so far. It's great seeing the team, including including a newly minted Olympic gold medalist in Devin Booker all there to support the team. And that just fortifies what makes the suns great right now. It's all about culture. They were there.
0: Yeah, they were there. Campaign talked about it. They were there uh, to celebrate Campaign's birthday. He said he'd been talking to the team about meeting up in Vegas for his birthday the entire season. He's like, look, man, I knew I was going to be free agent. I told him it didn't matter if I signed with another team or what team I was on. We're going to meet up in Vegas. And if you'll notice, Javon Carter was there with them, as was Landry Shamit. And they were sitting side by side uh, at courtside side that first night with Booker and the, and, and cam and the cams and Mikkel. uh, we're all sitting down there and, and Javon Carter and Landry Shamet were side by side who had been traded for each other. That was great. Uh, but they were there to celebrate campaign's birthday. That is, I found it interesting because I don't know how many of the summer league guys were invited to this birthday party because none of them had been related to the Suns. and then Tyshawn and, uh Tyshawn might have hung out with them because he said he was going to. And then um, uh, Jalen Smith is, I don't know if he fits in that crowd for, as a partier in Vegas because he just barely is 21 or 22. Yeah. He's really, uh, uh, I'd, let's just say devout. Um, so I'm not sure if he's really a party scene kind of dude. But it is interesting that the entire Suns Summer League team shot 20% from a field for <laughs> a next. game the night after campaign's birthday party. 20 percent from the field for
1: a game what's also impressive is campaign and cam johnson were both at that game the next day like how fun how much fun did you really have to where you could actually show up to a game the next day after a night in vegas on your birthday like that's maybe something stronger
0: but that's coffee
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. seriously but i noticed the same thing yeah they they couldn't shoot to hit anything in that second game against the jazz and i was thinking the same thing i'm like yeah these guys i i think you know Jalen Smith, the second one, or Alexander, the the you know the third Alexander. They, I think, they all went out and (laughs) wherever wherever the private club. They must have all. because They're
0: all mid twenties, and they're all you know. and they're in Vegas. We'll call them worldly because they're Euro. They've been in (laughs) Europe. They are. They are very worldly. They're Americans who've been playing over in Europe. When I say they're Euro players, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um. Um. Okay. So let's. We got a couple of big questions. Uh, that you and I need to talk about before we, before we head out of here. We're at the 53 minute mark. So we've got about 10 minutes left, if you don't mind. Um, d- my first big question is, do the Suns need another superstar to get back to the finals? Now, let me set this up. Let me set this up. Um, I've done a little bit of research. And then I'm going to be at some point sharing on Brightside, bright side, if not a bigger stage about how um, some contenders have stayed contenders and how some have gone one and done. Were you aware that most teams that make the finals or the conference finals, not at least half of the teams that make a finals or conference finals don't ever get back there.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. So the other half do. And, what is it about the other half that keeps them there? You would think, well, you get the same core and you and you keep it going. Um, not necessarily. About half of those that keep it going change them, change something big before they get back there again. Uh, and rarely does the same combination of coach and two players, top two players, stay for a second finals run. So my question for you is: Can the Suns get back to the finals? As with their top two players being Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker and and their coach being Monty Williams. God, that's so
1: that's so tough, especially now that you've given me that history. Like, yeah. you know, my, my my first inclination is Oh, by
0: uh, the way, in the settlement, I need to get the stat me Dave gift because I <laughs> didn't get it. Uh Saul has to bequeath that to me because I would have done the stat me dave because that was a stat me moment.
1: I, I have it somewhere, so I'll I'll send it to you. you. Do? yeah hey. i used it for our our you live stream the house
0: and stole the property for me i appreciate that thank you
1: yeah i didn't get to say hi to justin this morning i wanted to say sustained that's my favorite thing to tell him <laughs> whatever he says you just go sustain justin sustained that's correct over overruled uh but another superstar like in theory it helps right and now based on the stat me dave that i just received like it's it's clear that it probably should occur you know it's the sexiest thing to do And, you know, you look at the Lakers and you look at the Nets right now, like all these teams are accruing all this, you know, top end talent. But the challenge with that is, you know, you have to give assets up to do it. And that hurts the the depth of the team. And we saw that hurt the Lakers and the Nets in the playoffs last season is their lack of depth. You know, so there's that side of it, obviously, you know, to where if you want to sustain. But again, the challenge for the Suns as much as I mean, last season was a dream. It really was. 2 seasons ago, we weren't in the playoffs. Last season we were in the NBA finals. And I was having this conversation with a friend the other day, you know, cuz they're like, "How are you feeling, bud?" You know, the Suns. Low. I'm like, "Dude, we were in the finals."
0: Like, "Come on." Man. I know, right? People ask me, "How disappointed I am. I'm like, yeah. no, "I'm not disappointed at all." At all. I I'm, I'm it sucks that they lost, but I'm of course. so excited that they were there.
1: Exactly. You know, and it's you know, maybe 5 years from now, I'll be, I'll go back and I'll be like, "Man, we really had a shot then." You know, and I'll be more upset than I am right now, but I've never been upset. Even when, when we did the podcast right after the finals ended, I was still happy because we were there. And I don't want to be one of those, well, you know, you don't want to be one of those guys who was happy because you got there, but we had to be. I mean, it's a team that two years ago wasn't in the playoffs. So, right. you know, you, you look at that side of it. And you look at how the Suns got there through that magical run. Yeah, some breaks went their way. And yes, some breaks went against them, too. You know, we had uh, what what was released yesterday that uh, Devin Booker had a hamstring injury in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. It's probably one of the reasons why he sat the entire fourth quarter. Uh, Chris Paul
0: obviously had Yeah, but left. he was fine after that. Imani he didn't was. say it was lingering. And he went straight to the Olympics after that. So it, it could True. have been that bad. But True. in that particular game, that's he's just explaining why Booker didn't play the fourth quarter. I remember people all over Twitter going nuts mm-hmm. on why Chris Paul was playing in a 20-point deficit in the fourth, but not Booker. Um, and so it's simple. Booker had a tweak. It's okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. But again, you look at... You know, and the the breaks went both ways is what I'm saying. But a lot of, you know, can the Suns get back there? You might need that second superstar. And right now you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So, you know, I guess my answer is I think that the Suns can go superstar hunting eventually, but I'm not sure if this is the season to do it. I think that maybe next season, moving forward, we're going to have to do it. And maybe, you know, am I too don't rock the boat with this? Do you think am I too like safe in the? You know, I don't want to. No, I was going to actually
0: uh, give the give the same answer. Uh, okay, I was thinking you might go down the down the uh, keep it. You know, bring it back. What generally happens to these teams is they uh, they do change something about their either the top two players or the coach for one reason or another, but it's only after they disappoint, right? They're not going to, nobody rocks the boat the first time. So you've got, um, yeah, we'll go another year with the core, the way it is. But I guess what I'm saying is by the time the Suns are really back, it's, it it might be that DA grows into being that guy. Mm -hmm. It might be that we look back on this and we realize this was the, First big step for DA going forward in his career. And and he grows and he becomes even better. We'll just have to see how that is. He's got the right mentors on the team. Or it could be that they eventually make a trade. Like a year from now, if Toronto is still floundering, Pascal Siakam would be a perfect fit on this team. You know, uh, you know, it just depends. Um, there's other guys who are going to be available. Eventually Chris Paul is going to kind of fall apart a little bit physically because he's getting almost going to be 40 years old by the time his contract is, is ending. Um, you're going to get another point guard and, you know, there's point guards out there. Um, and some of them can make a difference in the finals, but by that time, Devin Booker needs to be the guy who's doing the Chris Paul things where he does everything right to make a team a winner. And the point guard doesn't have to be the leader. It's got to be Devin Booker. So we're going to have to see that growth. Um, Okay, so we both agree this year, maybe don't go after another superstar. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, you have you have a solid young core, so you hold on to that. You cherish it. You nurture it. You take it to the movies, you buy it popcorn because it's going to be gone in the blink of an eye. And everything that the timeline was all about is getting to this moment right here. So don't mm-hmm. turn into the 2004 slash five Suns and trade off some pieces like Quentin right. Richardson and, and Joe Johnson and and try to rebuild everything right in the middle of where you're, you're taking off. So that's my last point there.
0: That's good. That's a good point. Okay. Last question for you uh, before we start doing wrap up stuff, because I have a big ask for the ballers at the end here. So don't leave ballers. I got a big ask. But the first question before that is um, right now, the Suns do have an open spot on their roster. They have 14 players under contract. Uh, They have half their uh, mid-level exception left. Uh, They still have not signed JaVale McGee, by the way. yeah, Um, He was one of the first players to agree in free agency to a contract, but he still has not signed anything. So I feel like the Suns are trying to uh, figure out that last um, wing rotation player that's going to replace Torrey Craig out there as a big forward. They're trying to see if Jalen Smith can play that big forward without having to make a big move. Or do they need to acquire somebody? Or do they just need to wait out Paul Millsap to take the second half of the MLE? Mm-hmm. Are they negotiating with JaVale to take a little bit less than five? I, I don't think you can at this point. That's bad faith. Um, nobody has cap room left, so JaVale's not going to let him off the hook, that's for sure. So I really think I nope, uh, the Suns, as far as I know, have not applied for the disabled player exception. Mm-hmm. By the way, Vincent, you guys keep asking. It's not just handed to a team. A team has to ask the league for it. Disabled player exception is when you've got a guy who's going to be out the whole season, for sure, or it looks like a an independent doctor will say that it's unlikely he can play in the next season at all. Then you can get half that player's salary in a disabled player exception. That can only be used on one player for one year, and it's worth four point four million. That's less, by the way, than uh, actually four point six. Sorry, no. It's going to be 4.4 because Dario's second year of his contract goes down to 8.8. So um, this would be worth 4.4, which is less than what's left of the MLE. So if you can't Mm -hmm. get your guys to take a 4.6 MLE, no one's going to take the 4.4 DPE. So stop worrying about the disabled player exception. Plus that would put the Suns into the luxury tax unnecessarily. And their rotation is already too full to get anybody who would take that money that would actually be worthy of playing in the rotation. I'd like to still see Paul Millsap. Come in. I'd like to see um, um, a trade for maybe a Thaddeus Young. What mm-hmm. do you think, though, Darth? What do you think?
1: Uh, it's tough. I think that you know, with Sticks getting some minutes this year, and if he's productive, I think he fills that power forward and you know three and D gap that we have. Uh, so Paul Millsap essentially, you know, if, if Sticks can take those minutes, you don't need a Paul Millsap. And I think that the one real area that the Suns could use some assistance in is the backup to the backup, essentially of. uh you know, are, are just Mikhail Bridges, that small forward slash, you know, wing, you know, two slash three guy. And there's just not a lot of guys out there. So, you know, I hear the Thad Young rumors. Uh, do you think that there's any merit to those rumors? Because, uh, you know, you see uh, Flex, you know, our, our buddy. It's Flex. all rando.
0: I mean, yeah. Thad young, the problem with Thad young is that he makes $14 million. Yeah. So the Spurs would have to want. Uh, well, OK, do you really want to lose? Uh, Jalen Smith now? That's the question. I think we needed to see Summer League. I think the Spurs, if that's a potential, needed to see Jalen Smith in Summer League. And I think the Spurs would actually love to get this Jalen Smith
1: Yes, in trade. Agreed.
0: They agreed. don't have any big men prospects. They have a bunch of guard prospects. They don't have any big men prospects. So, um, uh, Jock Landale is not a big man prospect, even though he got signed by them. Um, so I think they would, they would love to see Jalen Smith. Are you, do you want, really want to regret seeing, having Jalen Smith, uh, <laughs> watching him on the Spurs? Hell no. But like, that may be what they're waiting for. And uh, they, you'd have to add up him and Dario. They'd have to want Dario's
2: mm-hmm. empty
0: contract, empty and a year off, um, to, to be able to do that, to get Jalen Smith. So it's possible we can get Thad Young, and that would be great for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because uh, he's a free agent after a year, Thad Young is. And Jalen Smith will just be growing into his, his, uh, his sticks by exactly. then. So uh, do you really want to do that?
1: No. And I don't, I, you know, I, you see that all over Twitter right now is everybody's talking about because of the way that Jalen Smith is playing, he is more valuable and ass uh, of an asset to essentially move right now. And I say, why do that? If he's a valuable asset right now, knowing that it takes big men, you know, two to three years to really kind of get their sticks under them. He mm-hmm. could be a very productive player in the next iteration of this Phoenix suns team. Why give that up for a guy who again might not get a ton of minutes. I mean, you know, again, we're, I get we're 15 deep. I get that you have to be 15 deep to navigate an entire NBA season, especially going back into the 82 game format that we're going to this upcoming season. But at the same time, like, I don't think that we need to sacrifice potentially the future. I don't know if he's the future, but I don't think that we need. To, it, it's not a necessity right now. It's not a true need right now. And I think that's what the key is for the you know Suns fans. Remember, like we are a deep team already. We just have the, essentially that one last roster spot that we can really fill. So put it get get a nice veteran guy if you can. Like one guy that I've already I've said is Urson Ilyasova. He's old as shit. Sorry, finally, somebody finally cussed on the show. But he's he's oh. old, but but he's a good veteran guy. Got a lot of playoff experience. Uh, he can shoot the three ball. He's not going to give you a lot on defense, but he's somebody who you can bring in and just add to that, that culture out at the back end of that roster. And you can get for a really nice, you know, a contract. So I just, I think that we're overthinking everything. I think that, I think that a lot of Suns fans are just hungry for a trade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really we just want activity. We're bored. We want activity. We want, activity. Yes. we want to see something flashing in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why people go to Vegas just so they can see the flashing. <laughs> and we want to see that. But really, when you get back down to it, the Suns have a great team and they really should run it back and see if they can go further. They did not get, they got, they got some fortunate breaks with some uh, other uh, stars being injured in the playoffs, but they also made fortune happen. Mm-hmm. By being so good at what they did. I mean, they, they were, they had the second best record in the regular season. They had the best road record. They had the best back-to-backs record. They had, they had all kinds of, or best wins after losses record. They were, the Suns were great at everything last year. They can do it again. And I don't see Chris Paul uh, falling off. Okay. I've got a big favor to ask. Huge favor. What I got in the divorce was you guys. I got the ballers in the divorce. Okay. Espo was gone. Saul is gone. They're going to bigger, better opportunities. Uh, they're, they, uh, but I got to keep you guys, and I'm very proud of that. But what that also means is I got to rebuild my audience on uh, the, the, stream, the feed, the podcast feed, because I push these out on audio. And really only 300 people have listened so far to the awesome podcast I just put out the other day with special guests Dan Favali and Keith Smith on how free agency um, unfolded. Well, who are the winners and losers and where did the sun stack up in the West? You're going to want to listen to that. So here, I'm going to put a link in the chat. I need you guys to do me a huge favor. Click this link and listen to my episode from Thursday that's still fresh and subscribe, rate, and review. So please do me a big favor. I need ratings again. I lost all those. Espo kept those because they're going to rename that feed and they're going to put out a different sun show, which you're still going to be able to follow. Those guys are great. Espo and Saul are set up for the future. That's fine. I got to reset myself up. So do me a big favor. Click that link and and hook up to that feed so you get the notifications when I drop more audios. I'm going to have midweek audio onlys. And these are going to go out um, as well on, on the audio feed. So please click that's the chartable link. It it should go to whatever podcast app you use. Um, it Most people use Apple Podcasts, but if you use Spotify, it should go to any, whatever one you use, and you should be able to um, subscribe to it and uh, leave a rating for me. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, already... Somebody found me and, and gave me a one star rating. Maybe it was Saul. I don't know. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Chat here. I'll tell you what. But somebody did the
1: the sun's jam session. So we kind of we we came off of the bright side of the sun feed. And that's what we're doing. We kind of went solo. We're freelancing out there. Kind of the same thing. So we're rebuilding our brand too. And somebody gave us a one star review too. So somebody went and gave us both one-star reviews. Yeah. Whoever and you are, fine. it happens. Thank you at, for stopping fine. by and, and subscribing.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you're going to go to all that trouble, just you've got other issues in your life. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm not even going to judge. No, Saul, I'm just kidding with you. I know you, I know you love, gave a five-star you, review already, Saul, right? So please click that link, Saul and everyone else in the chat. Do me a huge favor. Just help me out with that. Uh, do your thumbs up on this YouTube show. And listen to that podcast that's out there. I I appreciate it because that is a really good one. Those guys are great. Dan Favali was excellent. Keith Smith, excellent. Mm -hmm. Gave really good perspective on the best and worst moves in free agency, as well as, um, yeah, I don't know how you rate on Google, Rick. They don't let you. The only place you you can rate is Apple. Okay. Well, whatever you can do, subscribe so that you get them. And listen, because that was, that was great. Those guys were fun. And they actually had really positive feedback about where the suns land after a uh, free agency mm-hmm. uh, for next year. So people have not left suns Island quite yet. So listen to it. And uh, I appreciate you guys still being here and I'll be back with you next weekend with a different guest. Thank you for joining me today, Darth. I appreciate you uh, watch and listen to Darth on the sun's jam. Tell us where they can find you, Darth
1: you can follow the show at suns jam on instagram twitter tiktok uh safeway tiktok yeah we have a tiktok channel it's pretty fun. wow three followers it's really dope uh you can follow me at darth voida you can follow my co-host matthew lissy at matthew lissy thanks for yep, having me dave that's fun. it's good talking ball yeah, with you yeah
0: well thank you and i'll be i'll be getting uh new guests every every week um it's going to be it's going to be a blast and i appreciate y'all still being here and we'll talk to y'all next week adios take
1: care everybody